Floor behind the chair. This is America. Does everybody know what time it is? Fix it radio. And it is Fix It Radio, KLZ560, myself, Dennis Brewster, Larry Younger answering phones for us as well today. Charlie Grimes, our engineer. And call us with any of your questions around the house. That's what we're here for. We answer questions much like we do on Drive Radio on cars, only this is for around the house. 303-477-5600, 303-477-5600. Jay Berger should be joining us here momentarily. We're going to start off the show today, talk a little bit about real estate, what's going on in the market, what do you need to do if you're looking to buy or sell your house, you name it. We'll get into that here shortly. Also, I should mention, if you're listening to us on Tuesday, the show is going to replay We're live on Saturday, but it's going to replay on Tuesday at 2 o'clock. So if you're listening to us on a Tuesday, thank you for listening. Or else Sunday at 3. And Sunday at 3. So, yes. Sorry. Thank you for saying that. You bet. So tomorrow at 3 and Tuesday at (laughs) 2. Yes. So there you go. So if if, And by the way, if you're somebody that would like to be involved with us here at Fix It Radio, just let myself or Dennis know. You can go right to the website as well, fixitradio.com. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, looking for sponsors. We've got lots of folks out there that we can send to you. Providing, here's the only caveat, we want very upstanding businesses. We will check everything about you, and we will have to make sure that I and Dennis both can endorse you, or we will not let you be a part of what we do here. That's right. That's how we do it. That's the way we've always done it. And I do it that way on Drive Drive Radio. Radio. It's no different here. So that way, when we give out a referral, we know it's somebody that we can stand behind, that we can send out to our different listeners that are out there and get you get, get the listeners taken care of. And, you know, ultimately, let's face it, this is about getting you as a sponsor business as well. But you know what? That part of it works. I don't. I, I think that speaks for itself. We just want to make sure our listeners are handled. And, and it's not always about making money, to be honest with you. It's nope, about getting your name out there and taking care of the people. And we've done it for years, and it's worked for our businesses. 20, so. 25 years, roughly, on Drive Radio, we've been doing that, and it just continues to grow and do well. And, yes, that's exactly what we do each and every Saturday with Drive Radio. But, anyways, we would love to help you out. Any questions that you've got, especially real estate. We're going to have Jay Berger with us here in just a moment. 303-477-5600 is our number, 303 303-477- Seven seven fifty six hundred. Speaking of Jay, he is with us now. Jay, welcome. How are you? Hi, John. Hi, Dennis. Doing great. Good. Good, Good to hear from you. How? Uh, you know what? Going to be a nice day today, by the way. Except for it's gorgeous. Well, if I can spend some time outside today. Well, a little, little, little smokyish, but that's okay. It's still nice out. Yes. Okay. Good. So, Jay, tell me first off, what's going on in this? I, I realize you're in the front range, but our Colorado market in general. How are we doing on real estate? The market is uh, amazing. Uh, the inventory is so, uh, gosh, we don't have much inventory. So it's a race to see properties that are uh, newly listed. Okay. We're back to a marketplace of like 2018 with multiple offers on, on most uh, homes in, in many price range. Okay, is that because people just aren't moving, or we've had that many people that have moved in? You know, what what gives there? Is it people are just sitting sitting tight for now? What, what's happening with the inventory? Uh, what little inventory we've got, I think that we've got all kinds of situations going on there. We've got uh, 
move up buyers. We've got move down buyers. Okay. We've got uh, medical circumstances, our relationship circumstances. So I think it's all across the board. Gotcha. The motivation of why people are moving. Gotcha. Makes sense. Okay. So first off, for everybody listening, how long have you been doing this, Jay? Uh, 43 years. 43 years. About as long as I've been working on cars. It is as long as I've been working on cars. Yeah. 40 Jay, years. Jay, I don't know if that's good or bad, by the way. Right. <laughs> I, I practice real estate. I learn every day. No, that's exactly the way it is. No, yeah. I, no, I appreciate that. No, and I mean that in a positive way. It's a good thing to be doing it that long. You've seen, especially here in Colorado, you've seen a lot of the ups and downs. I'm a native. I've watched it as well. Now, I will also say this. For a lot of you that are maybe transplants that are just listening to us maybe for the first time, I will tell you right now that, Jay, with just maybe but a few exceptions to this rule in the, let's see, I've owned homes since I was 22, so since 1986 I've owned homes. And with just the exception of just maybe a few little blips here and there, our market stays pretty strong, doesn't it? It really does. Uh, I think we saw a little downturn in the uh, early 80s. We saw a downturn in 2006 through 2008, maybe nine. But for the most part... Uh, the stability of the Denver market has been just amazing. Yeah. Uh, prices have remained relatively firm. Okay. And right now, they're just going up by leaps and bounds. All right. If folks want to get a hold of you to either buy or sell, what's the first thing they do? Do a little research. Uh, gosh, look me up. Look at our website. Okay. Uh, give me a call. Interview me. Ask me all every question you would like. Uh, yeah, just uh, do a little homework and then give me a call. And by the way, it's it's burgerrealestate.net, but it's B-U-E-R-G-E-R, B-U-E-R-G-E-R. And we'll, we'll hear more from Jay when it comes to commercials throughout the show as well. But, but Jay, next thing I was going to go, you got something? Go ahead. Yeah, I, I know that when I started looking for a house, Jay, First thing I did was find out the area I want to live in because sometimes people Great don't point. do that. They Great point. they just they just go to a realtor and say, "Okay, I want to buy a house," and then you start taking them to places and they go, "Well, I don't even like this area," you know. So maybe they should do one of the first things they should do is figure out where do you really want to live, right? Uh, I agree. Different parts of town. Uh, do a little bit of homework. Drive around certain neighborhoods. Yeah. Maybe select your top five and then go from there. Yeah, because that that's that's you know narrows it down so you don't have to spend all that time showing them the different neighborhoods and why that's a good area and driving them around through there. So that, that would save a lot of time and, and effort. And then, and then, you know, they, they say, well, I like this area. And then you can go, well, you know what? There, this is another area you might like. If you like these, this is really right. good because you know, the areas living here for 40, you've lived here all your life. And for 43 years, being a realtor in Denver, you must know, a lot of the areas in Denver that are good that people might like, and, and you could fit the, their styles into what they need. I do. Uh, and, and what's most important is what the buyer's need is. Uh, different schools, different yep. criteria. Do they want to walk to work? Do they want to walk to shopping, right. banking? Uh, do they want to be close to a light rail system? It's whatever their need is. Um, and then yeah, no, I, yeah, well said, Jay, and I, I, I think you're right on target. And what, what Dennis said a minute ago, I appreciate. Yeah, I, and I have always been one where if there's an area that, you know, if you're thinking about moving and you're thinking, okay, I need to move up, move down, whatever the case may be, I've always been one that, you know, nothing against you guys as realtors, Jay, but the reality is I want to drive an area, kind of know where the different things are, what I like, what I don't like, and then get you guys engaged and start working on that end of things. Because the other thing, too, that some folks, I mean, 
We're, we're going to have drive radio in a minute. Some folks want more room for cars. They want to shop. They want a little more go. land. They want a little less land. I mean, it, it really is all over the map, right? It really is. And it's it just, you're right. Uh, some guys love big garages. They want outbuildings. They want a little bit of acreage. Uh, they want some privacy. So it really varies. The second thing to do is to begin to employ or begin to interview brokers to and decide whether or not you want to employ them as buyer's agents. Okay. Explain what that is real fast. I know what that is, Jay, but explain what that is for the listeners. There's a difference in what, uh, what we consider to be an agent versus a transactional broker. Okay. Agents mean that they represent a party. So a buyer's broker will actually have a responsibility and they solely work on behalf of the buyer and promote the interests of the buyer. They have to have the utmost good faith, loyalty, and fidelity to the buyer. Okay. Gotcha. A transactional broker uh, must disclose all defects. They need to uh, provide the buyer with reasonable skill and care but there is no real written agreement. Gotcha. And they represent both sides, right? No. No? A dual agency does not exist in the state of Colorado. Gotcha. Okay. I didn't and know that. when you use the word represent, that means that they, are, they have a written agreement. Okay. The broker, whether or not they're a seller or a buyer. Gotcha. A transactional broker... Uh, does not have a written agreement with a buyer or seller, uh, but they still have uniform duties to perform. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. So, yeah. so make sure I'm hearing this correctly. If you really want to be represented correctly as a buyer, get a buyer's agent. Oh, yeah. My office policy is that we like to work with buyers and sellers as their agent, gotcha. as their broker so that we can really okay. uh, be an advocate for them. Sure. No, it makes you're sense. You're not an agent. You're not really an advocate yep. for the buyer or seller. Makes total sense. By the way, uh, what, what phone number do you want to use, Jay, for folks to call you if they're listening right now and they want to call? You can use, uh, well, two numbers, 303-694-6107 is my home office. I, it seems like I work 24-7. Yep. Or uh, my cell phone number of 303-829-8495. Okay. You can also uh, call my broker associate, my wife, Bonnie, at 720-660-6332. Gotcha. Okay. So I have another question. Go ahead. Are you seeing a lot of people that are, um, like, I hate to put this, but my age that are deciding that they want to downsize? Are you seeing a lot of people wanting to downsize to find a smaller like maybe a ranch-style homes or something like that? Yeah, yeah, main-level master, things like yeah. that. Yeah, great question. Quite a few. And uh, that, it seems as though that is one of the most competitive marketplaces we have in Denver. Yeah, yeah. I would think so. It's yeah. really difficult to find a sharp ranch with a great location. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. And when you do, uh, be prepared to compete with other buyers that's what I that are in the yeah, and, and mainly because that is a hot market right now because of what you just said, right? Oh, it's amazing. It's uh, okay. everything from about 400000 to about seven, 800000 
is uh, its listings are few and far between, especially ranches. Wow. Okay, next question for you, Jay, and I know this from having Affordable Interest Mortgage, Kurt Rogers, our, our main you know mortgage broker on, but I, I also know there's certain things if you're a buyer, not on the seller side, but if you're a buyer, there are things you need to make sure you have dialed in prior to even starting this process. Otherwise, you're going to be left out in the cold, correct? Correct. Uh, good, uh, good thought there. It is very important for a buyer, and that's something else that they need to do a little bit of homework with, too. Select a really good uh, home loan lender. Yep. Which, we, which, by the way, everybody listening, we have Affordable Interest Mortgage, great guy, Kurt Rogers. Know him very well, just like Jay. Highly, highly, highly recommend. Now, Jay, I also know that not everybody is for everyone. I get that, and that's where that interview process comes in. But I'll tell you, Jay, when it comes to Kurt, in fact, I need to get you two together. I, I've never had anybody yet that I couldn't get Kurt to work with, well, Inclu- including self-employed people, by the way, which is a big deal. Yes. Love to do that. So the the idea in uh, getting connected with a really good lender is to go through the process, actually originate a loan, and gotcha. what's called credit approved, where that uh, the loan officer actually goes through bank statements, tax returns, yeah. employment verifications, you name it. It's a big gamut of uh, a lot of documentation, but it's well worth it because yep. – when you find the right house, the creditworthiness, the ability to, to repay that loan with the seller and the listing broker is really important. Oftentimes, it comes down to who's, who's, who's going to be better qualified than the other buyer. Yep, who can close fastest, right? To the seller. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. How much, yeah, right. how much of the income now do they kind of base it on? Do they say, you know, okay, I have... You know, when you go to buy a house, you know, there it used to be like, well, you better have at least 30% of your... T- that, that's, that part, that ratio, I think, has gone up. But again, Jay, that's a mortgage question more than it is probably for you, because it really varies upon you and what, you're, what you've got, you know, cash in the bank and your income levels and so on, right? Well, you're right. Uh, that is actually a good question for an LO, but uh, having originated home loans years ago... I've got a pretty good feel for what's, how things have changed. Years ago, there used to be a typical ratio of 28-36, right. meaning that 28% yep. of, the, yep. uh, of your gross income could go towards a house payment. Right. right. 6% was house payment, including other debt. Right. These days, it's not like that. The, uh, the debt ratio to house payment is way beyond sustainability. I think people can qualify for a whole lot more than what they would be comfortable with. There's a lot of money out there. Yep. Lenders, uh, my gosh, the rates, 2.5%, yep. 3% yep. for 30-year fixed-rate uh, money, amazing. I know. But I find that most buyers want to stay a little bit more conservative Which is in good. that loan, yep. in the, uh, well the loan-to-value ratio. Well said. Yep, and, and by the way, and I think the majority of our listeners fit right into that yes. that uh, arena of what you're talking about, Jay. All right, one more time. How do folks find you, Jay? 303-829-8495, or go to our website, which is burgerrealestate.net. And another day, we'll get into the differences between what's a mortgage, which we really do not have here in the state of Colorado, and the security instrument called a deed of trust. Ah, perfect. Good good idea. That's perfect, Jay. Let's do that. I'll write that down. We'll talk about that next time you're on. Sound good? Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. Jay Berger, again, thank you for joining us, sir. I appreciate it very much. Have a good, good, day. Have a good day. All right, man, take care. And 
That is it. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Fix It Radio, and you can find us at fixitradio.com right here on KLZ 560. Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance offers a rebate program unlike any other. Every year that you don't file a claim, you get a certain percentage of your money back. Just one example of how Paul Lewinberger, the personal insurance agent of John Rush, keeps your rates so low. He rewards his customers for their diligence and responsibility. Paul can also help you strategize about when to file a claim and when to pay out of pocket so you save more money in the long run. You don't want to shop online for insurance because you have no idea what you're buying. You need Paul Lewinberger with American National, the no surprises insurance agent. Call 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. And ask Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance for details about his unique rebate program for home and auto insurance. Talk to somebody with the expertise to advise you so you get the coverage you expect. Have you recently thought, what is my home worth? Should I sell it and move to a new location? Make an upgrade or downgrade? Call Jay and Bonnie Berger at Berger and Company Real Estate. They can help you make an evaluation of your current home and help you find the home of your dreams. Here's just one example of what they can do for you. If you're looking for a thoughtful, detailed broker who will have your best interests every step of the way, I highly recommend Jay and Bonnie Berger. They have gone above and beyond from the first time we met with them through the closing process and actually after the closing as well. We interviewed four realtors, all who were experienced and knowledgeable in the Parker and Greater Denver area. Jay and Bonnie brought a fresh perspective and more detailed approach than any of the other three realtors. Their attention to detail was impeccable, from what they thought we could list our house for, to touching at paint on the walls, to suggestions that help with inspection, to line-by-line items on the settlement. Jay's nickname should be Mr. Detail. I'm sure there are other great brokers out there, but I would easily say that Burger & Company Real Estate is one of the best in the greater Denver area. On top of everything, Jay and Bonnie went above and beyond to ensure it was a smooth process as we had a short window of opportunity to sell our home and relocate before three girls started school in Idaho. My husband and I were able to focus on getting ready for the move while they focused on the details of the sale of our home and they kept us informed every step of the way. I can't say enough how thankful we are that we chose the burgers to represent us and sell our home. I highly recommend Jay and Bonnie and we would absolutely work with them again in the future. So if you're thinking of buying or selling, call Mr. and Mrs. Detail, Burger and Company Real Estate. Find them at burgerrealestate.net, that's spelled B-U-E-R-G-E-R, or find them on fixitradio.com. Rates are like a roller coaster lately. Are you concerned about the future and how to protect your home? Do you want to become mortgage safe? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With home values still at their highest level ever and rates at historic lows, now may be the best time to be prepared if the economy changes. Last time, many of our friends lost their home when it was unnecessary. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Many of our clients have the ability to tap their equity should the economy change, all without having to borrow the money now. We can show you how to access your equity in these uncertain times to give you peace of mind and allow you to focus on what's important, your family. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage at 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. We are locally owned and operated since 2001. Our reputation of putting you first with straight answers and listening are unmatched in Colorado. Let us help you protect your home. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where it's all about you. All right, folks, Fix-It Radio. Find us at fixitradio.com. Myself, Dennis Brewster, Larry Younger answering phones, Charlie Grimes, your engineer. Be sure to call us if you have a question. Anything around the house, 
5600. And folks, today is a super nice day, and it looks like we're going to have a few good days here. But let me tell you what. Take advantage. Yes, because winter's coming. Yes, take advantage of it. And you know what I did this last week is I got up on my roof. I cleaned my stovepipe out. Okay, what's I, a stovepipe for everybody I, listening? Yeah, I, I have a wood stove, okay. and I have to clean the pipe. And I clean it every year, even though they say, oh, you can do it every other year. I don't like that. I like cleaning things once sure, a year. every year. Uh, same with, you know, we should be doing that right now. Gotcha. And it's very easy to do. Um, I know a lot of people will pay someone to do it, and they can if they That's don't fine. feel That's comfortable right. That's right. getting up. But do it. You need to do it. I mean, and, you know, there's other pipes you can clean, too, and get up on your roof and walk around and look at the things. You know, like pipes coming out of the roof, you should get... Make sure they're all sealed, all that, There's right? a rubber piece that goes yep. around them that they... Like a big rubber grommet, almost. We, yeah. we would call a grommet in the auto world, but... Right, we would. But that's yeah. really what it is, but it's for the roof. Right, and and you should just check it, because they get old and cracked. Yes, they do. Yeah. They can leak and cause problems Even if you just that. had your roof replaced this year with the heat we have, had this have year... Have it checked. I would that's go right. up there and check that, because those are dangerous water leaks. The other thing to do as well, and Dennis and I talked about this off-air a little bit, is kind of that time of the year... As we start getting into the, the fall, winter months, check the dryer vent as well. You can clean those. And, and you had a way of doing this. Uh, you, t you said something about a leaf blower you take. If you have an electric leaf blower, yeah. I wouldn't recommend the gas ones because cause you want to go from the inside out. Yes. Okay, so you want to you run this from the inside out. And, and yeah, and, and honestly, the good, the, the actual electric leaf blowers, the battery operator, which, by the way, just as a side note, we should do a whole show on electric lawn tools around the house because they have made huge, huge, huge advancements yeah. Yeah. from what that used to be. You know, um, but cordless, an, but, but too. An but real quick, an electric leaf blower works well for that. And a cordless. The cordless yes. ones work good, too, yes. now. Yes. <laughs> that's, what I mean. that's really what I'm trying to say. There's a ton of, like, cordless leaf blowers still... Uh, Ryobi, you know, all, all those different Ryobi companies, you know, uh, Makita, that, you know, they've all got different ones. And yeah, if you've got an electric leaf blower that you use around the house, uh, using that to clean the dryer vent or a shop vac in reverse yes. is the other way you can actually do that. Now, here's, here's some tricks also when it comes to the, the dryer vent. And this is something to look at. I know Joe called in recently on this as well. There's lots of newer attachments where you can get rid of that huge, what ends up being sometimes a big S or a kink even in the dryer vent itself going right. out to the ductwork. Because you want to have as, as, uh, as smooth of a flow, if you would, from the dryer out that vent as possible. Because otherwise, that's where a lot of the lint and stuff will get trapped is right in those And in what those he means bands. by, you know, you, you want it as straight as that's possible. Right. The less turns, the better. That's right. Because yes. things work best when it's that way. Now, the other thing I was going to say is some of you have dryers that are in the basement, and yet they vent out upstairs. Some of you have them upstairs that vent out somewhere else in the house, sometimes even in the roof. You really need to look and see where is that vent, how long is it? Because if it's a really long Vent, here's the other thing you want to look at is in some cases, and this is where the handyman side of the fence comes into play, uh, or even a good plumber. If that thing is exhausting a long ways away, you may want to look at actually changing how that works. Yes. Because rule of thumb is you, you want to keep that as short as you possibly can. You don't want that thing exhausting out a long, long ways. And, and you know, some, some of these, some people have where they put, instead of exhausting a long way, they have this thing you buy at Home Depot, and, and I don't recommend it too Where you much. use it inside? Well, it's a little bucket, and you put water in it, and then it blows the air into that, and it's supposed to, the lint will get caught in the water. Gotcha. But what happens is you get lint everywhere in the house. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't recommend that, to be honest with you, but sometimes they have to do that. But that's the other thing that makes me think, you know, even when you're blowing out the dryer vent, you should be 
your water heater is probably closer to all that. That might be in a utility room, as Could we be. called it. Hard to say. And you should be cleaning that utility room. Yes. And and then people go, well, what do I do with? How do I service my 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 uh, furnace? Okay. Very easy. Take a vac. You got your shop vac down there when you're Clean blowing out the dryer. Stuff. You yep. could just suck all that up. Yeah. Just take that front cover off and vacuum everything you can see. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Yeah. And you need, but in speaking of hot water heaters, that's another one. By the way, you should make sure your vent and everything on that is also clean. And yes. I, I is a side note. This is this is uh, how should I say this? If you have a lot of junk in your utility room, that's... where your washer dryer, uh, furnace, hot water heater is at, my suggestion to avoid you know future catastrophe, i.e., fires, is to keep that room as clean as possible. That's what I'm trying to say. And, and and what they people will do is they'll use it as a storage room. And it's it, not is what it is not a storage no. room. No, it is Because you got to get into that hot water heater. You got to get right. into it fast. That's right. Yeah, and and it's not a bad idea every once in a while to flush your hot water heater. The other thing to think to keep in mind as well too. A lot of you have gas dryers, and I know I yeah. do. So if you have a gas dryer, the other thing to make sure that your vent is is very open and uh, and, and and flows very well through that vent because that's where your gas from the gas dryer is actually going out as well. So you got to be really careful of that also. Joe, what's going on, sir? Uh, John, just a few for the your listeners who may not have heard a few months ago. Um, first, when I my dryer stopped working well, I pulled, you know, I went back and I had a double S in the hose back there. When I pulled that hose off, I had something the size of a dead rabbit. I, I mean, it was wow. solid. I mean, Easily. it was it was a wad, uh, yeah. you know, wow. right, right in one of the S's. Yep. Um, not just a little. I mean, it was solid. Uh, it must have weighed yeah. must have weighed more than a pound. Jeez, which means your dryer wasn't flowing very well at all. Which also means you're running the dryer longer because it's not as efficient. And we can just go down the list, right? right? And it's been overheating. It could maybe yep. burn yeah. out the heating yep. elements. Start yep. a fire. And, and the, you know, I looked at all, a bunch of different stuff. That the simplest one is there is a square uh, rectangular box with two nozzles on it. One yep. coming out the front. One it out slides, the back. right? And it's a slider, right? Yeah. It's adjustable. You know, you can adjust the length. I think the minimum yeah. is 12. Those are awesome, by the way. Yeah, and that's what I put in. So, you know, I, I hooked one side to the wall out and, there. And, and by the way, real quick, I want to mention this, too. So, so everybody listening, this is for those of you that have laundry rooms where things are pretty tight. Some of you have bigger laundry rooms, maybe in the basement, like, like Dennis just mentioned. And, you know, in that case, Joe, not as big of a deal. But for a lot of folks that have really tight laundry rooms, what you're saying is very, very true. Right, well, and, the, and this little metal box slider actually let me get the dryer much closer to the mm -hmm. wall because with that with that hose, and then gives you more room in the room right right because with that hose even with the double s turn my dryer was probably yep. still 10 12 inches away from the wall there you go make room for that double s there you go with, and that's lost space that's lost space with the little sheet sheet metal slider box i don't think the whole box is six inches maybe no, that's about right yeah front to back. four to so six I, inches something like that right now, one more thing on cleaning out your dryer dryer vent, if it's a long one. Sometimes you can blow it out, but it won't get that. Nope. So another another way to do it is you take an electrician snake that you can get in yep. Home Depot. Yep. You run the snake through, um, and when it comes out the other end, tie uh, what's called they, a They actually now, too, Joe, on a side note, they actually make, because I, I actually have, because I used to have a really, really long dryer vent in the last house, they actually make a particular tool of what you're talking about only with the the sort of the wire brush on the other end of it where you can stick it through, pull it with a rope, and just pull the whole thing through. Yeah, but again, you, to push it through the one way, you need, you need some sort of rigid snake. So, uh, you know, in my case, I, I, do the, I do the rigid snake, and when it comes out the other end, you can tie a bottle brush on the end of it right. or tape a bottle brush, and then pull that bottle brush backwards 
through that hose, and, and you'd be amazed at what, what comes oh, out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and again, that kind of goes back to how long is that dryer vent itself. And I'm one that if it's super long and you've got the ability, not every house can be done this way, but in some cases you could get a plumber or a good handyman to come in and actually change that vent to where it's not as long. Because typically, Joe, and not always, but typically your dryer's mounted close to an outside wall, which it shouldn't be traveling that far. But, man, con contractors do all kinds of stupid things. Absolutely, absolutely correct. And, by the way, in the wintertime, it's also possible to put a, a, a T or, or to actually disconnect it and in the wintertime, when you want humidity, uh, nothing wrong with venting your dryer if it's an electric as dryer. As long as it's electric, yes. thank you, yes. Uh, yes. Electric dryer, vent that electric dryer right back into the room and gain that humidity. You can do you'll that. Gain the humid, you'll gain the heat, you'll gain the humidity. And you can also just put a um, nylon stocking over the back of it, and it'll catch the lint. That's true. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah again, everybody thing. listening, let me make sure I preface that one more time, make sure we don't have any issues. Electric dryer only. If you have a gas dryer, you cannot do what we just said, right? Right. right. Correct. Correct. You will have carbon monoxide buildup inside your house, which we do not want. No. Correct. Which, by, which, real quick, by the way, something we've never mentioned, Joe, on the show yet, and we should, and it's becoming a code, I believe, even when it comes to the sale of homes, uh, carbon monoxide testers, which, you know, for years and years, none of us ever had, didn't worry about it, but that's becoming a bigger deal, and I, it's something, actually, I think it's as important as even having a smoke alarm in the house, and that is to have a couple of carbon monoxide testers throughout the house. Code now is in Colorado, one in every bedroom and um, one at least every 12 feet in a hallway, so that's the code. Yeah, one and, in every bedroom, one and, in every bedroom. And, that, and that's, and, and honestly, for everybody listening, even if you're not selling, buying, not worried about code, it's just a good idea to have them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And by the way, especially, and if, if all you want to do is put one in, at least put one in where your natural gas appliances are. If you've got a, a natural gas stove, if you've got a natural gas, you know, a hot water heater or, or furnace, you know, depending upon how your setup is, Joe, I would at least put one in the furnace room. Yep. Uh, one in the furniture room, and I certainly put one in the bedroom, or one in every bedroom where people sleep, you know, master bedroom. Yep. Um, but, yeah, code now, um, if you sell a house or buy a house, it's, it's one in every bedroom. Um, comment, by the way, on, uh, on picking a realtor. I've moved, I've, as a corporate executive, I got transferred seven times, so I've moved a lot of different places so I can speak with some authority. Before you ever pick a realtor, you want to drive around, spend a couple of weekends um, you know, driving through the different areas, yep. north of town, south of town, yep. east of town. agree. Because if you want to live in Conifer, you don't want to pick a realtor based in Castle Rock. And if you want to live in Castle Rock, you don't want to pick a, rel yep. a realtor I agree. based in right. said. Conifer. And I, and I think our, re our, our realtor, uh, you know, Jay Berger, would tell you the exact same thing. I, I think he would sentiment that, Joe. Yeah, so figure out where you, where you want to, where you think you want to live first yep. before you pick a realtor. I agree. Narrow, narrow it down. And again, if you want to live in Castle Rock, pick a Castle Rock realtor. Don't, don't pick one that's in Thornton. Yeah, because I mean, back to what even Dennis said earlier, Joe, they know those areas extremely well. Yes. Back there, yeah, they, they know the streets, they know the neighborhoods, they know the and, and may even know some stuff that's coming on the market that hasn't, you know, actually made it to the market as well. That's the other advantage you have that way, too. Exactly, right. So pick your area before you pick your realtor. Well said. Yeah, they also know that, like, um, like Jay knew, my mother-in-law, she knew that they only have, there's only two houses built on that style in that whole neighborhood. And uh, he said, you have one of the better ones because you gotcha. have a three-car garage. And those are things they know that other realtors wouldn't know. Right. right. That's right. Right. Well said. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. All right, guys. Good stuff, Joe. Thanks, Thanks. as always. I appreciate it very much. We'll come right back. Fix It Radio. Find us at fixitradio.com or right here on KLZ 560.
Take aim. Affordable Interest Mortgage has been offering the Asset Manager all-in-one loan for over 11 years. We are experienced in helping homeowners pay thousands less in interest on their mortgage, own their home faster, all without spending one dime more. 720-895-0500. Take aim. Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we have hundreds of clients that have been using this loans to build their equity faster, access emergency funds when necessary, and pay off their home in 8 to 13 years versus 25 to 30. People initially believe this loan is too good to be true, but it is true. Call 720-895-0500 now to see if you qualify. Loans from 100000 to $2.5 million, same rate. Ask our previous clients. They will tell you it works. Call 720-895-0500 and work with the experts. This loan has been around since 1965. Affordable interest mortgage, where it's all about you. 720-895-0500. Regulated by DOOR, NMLS 298191, Equal Credit Lender. Get your unique vehicle insured for what you know it's worth. Paul Leuenberger with American National Insurance gives you the coverage you expect, which means you have the money to replace your vehicle when something goes wrong. Here's a real story from a customer of Paul. A brand new custom vehicle in transport was not strapped on correctly. It fell off the transport vehicle and onto the highway through no fault of the owner. Because he had insured his vehicle with Paul Lewinberger, he filed a claim and replaced the vehicle, no questions asked. In fact, American National Insurance went to bat for him against the transport company to make sure he got the coverage he expected. With any other insurance, that story might have ended very differently. Make sure your unique vehicle is insured correctly so you get the coverage you expect. Call the personal insurance agent of John Rush, Paul Lewinberger, with American National Insurance at 303-662-0789. Now is the time to zero in on your target audience. So many businesses spread themselves too thin by trying to reach an enormous pool of customers. John Rush can help you define your niche, trimming the fat so you can maximize your profits. Not just surviving the shutdowns, but actually beating out your competition with smarter business strategies. You've done a good job staying afloat. Now it's time to hone in on your most profitable customers. Reach John now at RushToReason.com. All right, Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. I do appreciate it very much. By the way, if you've got a question for us, give us a call, 303-477-5600, 303-477-5600. Any questions? But we were talking about dryer, the dryer vent, cleaning around them, behind them. We had a couple other tips on that as well. Yeah, pull the dryer out. Yes. And and vacuum behind it because it's just as important to vacuum behind it as it is to get the lint out of there. Correct. And then um, you can also do that around your washer too because the lint won't just go by the dryer. It, no, will it goes go, everywhere. It goes everywhere. Yeah, no, that's a great idea. The other thing to do while you're doing that, and this is something to keep in mind, is those hoses to your washer, depending upon when those were installed, that is something else to kind of look at as well. Not kind of look at, look at them. Yeah. And what I mean by kind of look at them is some are going to be braided steel, you know, cased yeah. hoses there's still a rubber on the inside some are just all rubber if you've got an all rubber hose and you have no idea when they were replaced and you know it's over probably five six years of age Replace go them. buy two new hoses and put on yeah, nothing cheap. worse than being on keep in mind those are pressurized all the time even when you're on vacation and all it takes is one little leak and kaboom you've yeah. got a major leak now and depending upon where that laundry room is located a you'll lose a lot of water b you could damage a lot of, a lot of other things so if you don't have uh, you know, new hoses on your washing machine, I would highly recommend 
that you actually get those things replaced. They're not that expensive. And I do like the upgraded braided, braided steel covered uh, lines. I Not only do they look a little better, but I think they're, you know, they're, well, we've, we've known from the automotive world, the braided steel lines last longer. That's right. <laughs> we did. We just know from yeah. that. So, yeah. so I'm one where they're not that much difference in price. Go ahead and buy the braided steel lines and replace them. But, yes, it just <clears throat> it's that time of a year where – you know, sliding all of that out, getting all those things cleaned up, getting ready for winter, making sure there's no extra debris. You know, folks don't realize, but that lint, by the way, is extremely flammable. flammable. I was going to mention that. Very flammable. Very, very. And so it doesn't take much. Having that around much. the furnace or the hot water heater is not a good thing. And if you ever watched your dryer kick in, if you're behind there in all the dark and, and you're looking at it and you watch that, it has brushes. And so when it kicks in, you might see a little flash. Yes, you know, so that's all it would take. And if you got a gas dryer, there's a little, there's a literal Lateral. flame blowing. That's where the heat comes from for the gas dryer. So literally, there's a flame that blows through, and that's where the heat comes from to make the dryer actually function. I, and by the way, I love gas dryers. I think they're extremely efficient. They work well. They usually save you money on running them. But you need to be really careful when it comes to gas dryers and making sure that everything we've talked about is is copacetic, the way it's supposed to be. We want to make sure you know, the vent's one, clear and so on. One other thing I noticed about dryers, what people like to do, is they like to take and plant a bush outside their dryer vent no, don't to do cover that. it. Yeah, well, don't do they, that. they do that to, to hide it so it doesn't look good. But then you can't get back there to get in there, you know? So if, and, if also, and by the way, if you're worried about the way it looks... They make really cool outside vent options where you can even color match the house yeah. where they're not yeah. as ugly. Yeah. There's little flappers on them. There's all sorts of ways to do that in a better fashion if that's something that you're worried about. Right. The other thing, I was, it, it makes me think about, because when we start putting bushes and stuff from around the house. Be careful gotta, where those go, by the way. You know, like They grow. They grow, and then the roots get into yeah, what happens? What, what starts off as a you know 10-inch bush oh you know, could turn into a 10-foot bush as time goes by. So, yeah. you know, and, be aware of that. And, here, and here's the way to look at that. And I know we've got landscape guys even potentially listening to us. We'd love to have you as a part of our show, by the way, because these are questions you could answer directly. But I just know from experience, first thing you want to do when you buy a bush and you buy this little dinky bush at Lowe's, Home Depot, wherever it is, oh, yeah, I'll go plant that in such and such a place. You know, look online and see what the mature growth of that plant's going to be. Right. People don't do that. Because oh, everything starts now. off small, folks. Yeah, it looks cute you, you now. Know, a yeah. gigantic bush doesn't start off as a gigantic bush. They no. start off as this cute little, you know, keep in mind, they start off as a seed. Yeah. So, you know, they start off in this little bitty cup kind of a thing, and pretty soon before you know it, in a few years, it's the size of the house. Right. And, and it grows into the foundation. Some of that stuff can go right into concrete. It depends on the bush and its root system and how big it gets and so that's on. And, yes, you need to be aware of all you need of a, that. You need a professional. You really You know, do. that's one good thing about my wife. I'm, I got a professional living with me. I go to put a plant. I, she, we can't put that there. Why? Well, and I will just tell you as a company and even as an individual that's bought and sold houses over the years, I can't tell you how many things I've removed. Right. Because of what we're talking about, right. because they were not in the right spot. And it's a shame because you're removing a really nice, full, mature tree or a full, mature brush, bush, I should say, because it wasn't placed in the right place originally. Right. And that's where, you know, you talk about these fires that they're having, you know, fire mitigation. Yeah. You know, uh, you were talking about that on Rush to Reason, I think. Yes, I was. You were talking about fire mitigation. And, and you know, the Forest Service actually has a program for that where they can get you help. Good. And you can get If you things. live in those areas? Yeah, gotcha. and you can get help because Pam worked with them gotcha. uh, when she worked with the Soil Conservation District. And, and she would tell me, and then I go over there and I can get some firewood for them, help them clean out the area sure. and stuff like that. Sure, good idea. But 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just just be aware of those things, folks. Yeah, and yeah. for those of you that are listening, if you don't know about you know what a bush is going to look like that's fully mature and so on, and, and you just don't really have that knack, yes, please get with someone that's a professional landscape company, yeah. nursery yeah. even, and have them tell you what that bush is going to look like. And by the way, most nurseries, even the Home Depots, but typically if you're if you're along those lines, go to a real nursery, by the way. Yeah. Nothing against the big box stores, but go to a nursery and find out exactly, you know, is this a bush for shade or heat? Yeah. How big is its root system's going to get? Yeah. How big is the bush going to get when mature? All these different things you need to know as to where you place and it. what would they recommend? Because there are certain plants in Colorado that don't grow in Colorado, but the nurseries sell them. That's right. Or not all nurseries, but, you know, well, like because, Home Depot some folks will go have buy them. Diff, you know, depending upon where you live, some folks have, you know, little greenhouses and things like that. So, yeah, you can buy just about any bush you want. But, you know, for example, in Colorado, there's a reason we don't have palm trees. Yeah. Because they, <laughs> yeah, well, they don't live in the winter here. No. They don't handle no. that cold very well. That's because a palm tree is not a tree. Yeah. A palm tree is a plant. And, and you look around and you see a lot of, a lot of trees died this year. A lot. A lot. Last year, we had an early freeze. That's right. Well, late, and, we had a late, we had late freeze. We had a late freeze, too. And yeah. it was the late one that really killed a lot of bushes, yeah. folks. Yeah, and lot. trees. And, and if you look, the ash trees really took a hit. Yeah, and, and I yeah. would love to have a... And by the way, ash trees, young trees, even, even I've got, even at my house, I've got some fully matured bushes that just got hit hard. If they started to blossom out at all last April, when we got that last hard freeze, yeah. they got hit extremely hard. And yeah, a lot of you that are listening, even on the landscaping side, know what I'm talking about, because a lot of you have probably been fighting this even with customers all year long, because yeah. that's just one of those things we've had to deal with. Right. So uh, It's sad. It's, it's, you know, yeah, but it's, I hate it, to see it. it you it, got a nice looking tree and all of a sudden you look over at it and it's dead. Yeah. And in defense of, of all the homeowners and the folks that are out there and so on, even commercial properties, you can't go out and cover up every single bush and plant when that no, happens. You no. just, you know, it just, it is what it is. Yeah. But for a lot of you looking, yeah. In fact, there's some misconceptions out there that a lot of the, the dead, you know, bushes and trees that we have, a lot of folks would actually attribute to lack of water and things along those lines. And that's, that's not the case. Okay, so we did get a rabbit trail there. That's <laughs> okay. That no, was perfect. No, but um, when you're, you know, like when you're cleaning your stove or your not your stove, but your uh, water heater. Yes. If you see water on the top, that's not a good thing. No. It might be, and look at your pipes because your pipes coming down to your water heater. You can have a trail of water coming down. Yep. You might have a boot on top that we're talking about that's cracked or not sealed properly, Good point. and the water's coming down, and you need to get up on your roof and get it sealed. Uh, but you can also go buy the new rubber boots. Got it. They're not very expensive. Okay. We'll come right back, folks. If you've got any questions for us, 303-477-5600. One segment left. This is Fix-It Radio. Call us, 303-477-5600, KLZ 560. Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance offers a rebate program unlike any other. Every year that you don't file a claim, you get a certain percentage of your money back. Just one example of how Paul Lewinberger, the personal insurance agent of John Rush, keeps your rates so low. He rewards his customers for their diligence and responsibility. Paul can also help you strategize about when to file a claim and when to pay out of pocket so you save more money in the long run. You don't want to shop online for insurance because you have no idea what you're buying. You need Paul Lewinberger with American National, the no surprises insurance agent. Call 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. And ask Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance for details about his unique rebate program for home and auto insurance. Talk to somebody with the expertise to advise you so you get the coverage you expect. Rates are like a roller coaster lately. Are you concerned about the future? 
and how to protect your home? Do you want to become mortgage safe? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With home values still at their highest level ever and rates at historic lows, now may be the best time to be prepared if the economy changes. Last time, many of our friends lost their home when it was unnecessary. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Many of our clients have the ability to tap their equity should the economy change, all without having to borrow the money now. We can show you how to access your equity in these uncertain times to give you peace of mind and allow you to focus on what's important, your family. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage at 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. We are locally owned and operated since 2001. Our reputation of putting you first with straight answers and listening are unmatched in Colorado. Let us help you protect your home. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where it's all about you. John Rush believes there's no such thing as normal. You always need to stay focused on the future, and this current environment is no different. The only difference now is that you have a rare opportunity to beat your competition as they stay stuck in survival mode. Not one of John's small business clients shut down during the quarantine. And believe it or not, none of them has seen a drop in overall revenue compared to last year. Hire John and stay focused on the future. RushToReason.com. All right, Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. Jeff Corwin just joined us as well from JC's British and 4x4. We're going to do drive radio here in just a few minutes, but Jeff's a little bit of a handyman as well. Yeah. Well, he owns a shop. Yeah, all right, all right, yeah, anybody that owns a shop, aren't we all? Oh, we fix all our own stuff. It's <laughs> just the way it goes. Because <laughs> yeah. if you can fix a car, you can yeah, fix a house. Yeah, that's just how it works. Me. So, anyways, okay, so we had Katie that called in and wanted to know, wanted us to talk about, I should say, how do you service a stackable washer dryer? Because, and I didn't think about that, those are out there as well. So, you have one. So, what do you do, Dennis? It's easy. It's stand, it's up. I just slide both of them out together a little okay. bit, just enough to get behind it. Okay. And I do the same thing, just vacuum the crap out of it. You just pull the vent off, and you can suck it out or blow it in. And the same thing would, would yeah. go with a washer and dryer, the hoses, or sorry, the washer hoses, same situation we just talked about, same would apply to that. Everything's Now, the same. on the dryer vent, are they typically in line with where the dryer is at, or is it a big snake that goes, is it a big S that goes down to the floor? Um, it, it depends on your sister. Gotcha. See, mine's downstairs, so mine goes up. Okay. So mine's easy. Okay. Yeah. And, gotcha. And uh, I can get to mine, and it's real simple. So it's, well, I, I, you know, I, I did mine so I can get to it correct. easy. So but not I, all contractors do that, by the no, way. No, I built my, my, I remodeled my whole thing when, you know, they put it in and it was down at the bottom. Gotcha. And it would have to go up and then out. Now it just goes, it's just up high already, and it, I made it real easy to clean out. And again, some of you that are handy, you can make some of those changes yourself. If not, though, that's where a good handyman would be able to come in. Or an HVAC guy, by the way, could actually do that yeah. as well and change where those outlets actually are and how that works. Yeah. See, and I have I, I have a well, too. So I have, and that's a whole other world, too. You, that's, that's like a, we should do like an hour on wells. Yes. yes. Not a, you and know, septic and, and I keep forgetting yeah. because a lot of folks, even in the metro area, depending upon where you live, because there's a lot of rural around yeah. us where... You know, you could be what we what used to be considered out of town. It's now in, in town, town, and they're still on a well, yes. and probably on septic. I mean, I'm on the west side of town, and I'm on septic. So right. I'm in the city, but I'm still on septic. And there's a lot of people listening that are probably on wells and septic or either or. We should actually take a show and do that sometime. And you're on both. You have a well and the I have I have I have the, the best of all, well, yeah. call it the best of all worlds. I have city water, a well for irrigation, and septic. 
And and they probably because they moved into you. Yes, you, the, you were city out in the, country. the city moved around us, and that was where the water tap finally came into play. It'll be a while before they get to me, but <laughs> yeah, gotcha. I say that, but then next. Okay, year. so so we actually got uh, Kay called back by the way and said her unit's too heavy and can't move it out. That's where Kay, you're going to need some help. I would um, call somebody. Yeah, if it's that heavy and you can't move it out, you do need to check behind it. Somebody needs to come help you slide that out. And yeah, some of those stackables get very heavy. Yeah, you so. can undo them and take the dryer off. But that's a lot of work. Just get and, somebody to help you move yeah. that thing out, this, slide it yeah. out. You don't have to get it very far. Just enough where you get depends, back in there. It depends on your situation. True. I don't Some know. Some are tight. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at mine going. Some are in closets. Yeah. And I'm looking at mine going, mine pulls out real easy. Yeah, and, I've seen stackables where they've got a bifold door in front and the stackables yeah. behind the bifold door, and that That's, gets a little dicey. you got to pull that out. Yeah, so there's some condo units and apartments out there and even some smaller homes where they've stuck them in a closet like that, and, yeah, you're going to need somebody to help you. You need a big old burly guy like Jeff to come along and right. help you pull that out. Right. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. Just pull it out, yeah. But well, see, you know, it, I'm looking at and mine, and I'm thinking mine's real easy to get to. I have a pressure tank right next to mine. I can get right behind it. You're and, lucky. Yeah. Not well, I did it that, that. way. So I, you have a pressure tank for the well, right? Right. Gotcha. Yeah. And I have to replace that. And there's a lot of folks listening that are like pressure tank. Pressure, what is tank, a pressure what, tank. What's a pressure tank for the dryer do? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's pressure tank for the well. Yeah. And you should see my water lines. I mean, because I got shut off valves everywhere. I'm sure. For the water softener and the. Yeah, that's the only way to water do it. heater and well, and that's the other thing too, folks. So a lot we, we I know we've talked a lot about HVAC here the last few weeks. Some of you actually, it's something else we don't mention much. Some of you have radiant heat in the floors. Some of you have electric heat, and some of you may have actually hot, hot water heat where there's registers on the bottom of the baseboard, or a combination of everything I just mentioned. Some of you may have some some uh, electric registers in places. You may have hot water heat in the floor. You may have hot water heat on a register on the right. floor itself. Some of you, depending upon how your house has been built, remodeled, and so on, might have a combination of those things. Again, those things also, service-wise, not the same as it would be on a regular HVAC where you've got you know forced air you know furnace, but there are some things on the hot water heaters themselves that you may want to look at. Look at each individual unit. Some of them are on demand. Some of them have storage. It depends, but you want to make sure you're servicing those as we head into winter as well. Yeah. You know, we always talk about spring cleanup. It's the same situation, fall but for the, the same fall. thing, yeah. Every six months, you should be in there doing something. Now, on top of that, we haven't seen it yet. In fact, as I look out to the west, we just now have just a few of our species of trees down below here. Up high, a lot of the aspens have already lost their leaves and things have really changed up there. But down here, we're just starting to see the leaves start to change. So we won't really be having a lot of leaf raking and things like that going on until we probably get to the latter part of the month, first part of, uh, you know, yeah. Halloween-ish. Yeah. Uh, you know, first part of November. But when that starts to happen, one more thing that we need to make sure that we're taking care of when it comes to leaf and debris cleanup and things along those lines as well. Who's on one, Charlie? Can you tell me? Joe, Joe, welcome. How are you, sir? <laughs> Good. Sorry to call again. No, you're fine. Just a comment on well pressure tanks, which I happen to have. been on a well for 25 years. Well pressure tanks have an inflatable bladder in the right. top. Yes, they and do. And, 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 and by the way, Joe, real quick, so do hot water heat systems. So do hot water heat systems. Uh, but particularly in a well pressure tank, that bladder is supposed to provide, uh, you know, as the, as the tank fills, it's supposed to squeeze that bladder and give you some right. back pressure. Correct. And those rubber bladders... Um, they go bad. They go bad. or so Even if they don't go bad, there is a small amount of uh, uh, leakage from the bladder into the water. Um, on mine, I've got some 80-gallon. I live on a ranch. I've got horse tanks to fill. i got two, I got twin 80s. 
And my empty pressure on those bladders is 35 pounds. And what you do that, you shut off the intake to the, um, to the tanks. You, you know, you run the water, you know, turn on a hose till the tank is empty. Put a pressure, tire pressure gauge on top of the tank. Right. And if, and if it's not reading 35 pounds, you know, either with an air compressor or an air jug, you know, get them up to 35 pounds. Now, gotcha. On the little 20-gallon ones, or I've seen some houses that have little tiny blue ones, not much bigger than a spaghetti pot. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know what the pressure rating on that, but they'll be... Well, I would think they've got to be same. probably close to the same, they Joe. The same. It, it, just because it it's smaller, the pressure still needs to stay the same. Yeah, yeah I, I believe they should be. Um, but again, if you're... If, uh, you and by the way, that's what the, a hot water heat system, Joe, would have what you're just talk, talking about on. They're not very right. big. Not very big. So again, if you haven't checked your uh, the pressure... Great idea. The, the bladder pressure in your expansion tanks yep. or pressure tanks in the past five years... Uh, Great idea. The water off, let it run down, and see what that back pressure is. And it's not 35 pounds. And explain to everybody what the what the design of that is for, and why those have those pressure tanks. Well, if you didn't have that, every time you'd flush a toilet, you would kick your well pump on. Right. You know, I mean, every time you turn on the faucet, get a glass of water, you kick on the pump, and that is no good for the pump. Gotcha. So <clears throat> you have a differential pressure switch. You pump it. You pump the tank up, and as you pump it up, it compresses that bladder, and and gives you like a back pressure. Some storage, and, basically. Like, it's pressure storage, if right. you will. So my, on my well, I, it pumps up. I've got the switch set. It pumps it up to 60, um, and the pump doesn't kick on again until it gets down to 45. So once it pumps up, I can turn on a faucet. I can flush a toilet. You know, I can get a glass sure. of water. And it's simply the pressure drump, drops down, and the, and the bladder pushing back against the water is always maintaining a positive pressure on that stored water. Now, once it gets down to 45 pounds in the expansion tank, then the switch tells the well pump, hey, come on. Gotcha. Pump comes on, runs for four or five minutes, pumps the tank back up to 60 pounds. Uh, but otherwise, you'd be kicking that pump on, off, on, off, on, off, and you probably wouldn't last a week. Yeah, it makes sense. And you know what's happened when they first installed those pressure tanks? They just had one line going to it. They didn't go past it. In other words, they would have a line, a water line going to the the pressure tank, now that what they do is they have the line going to it and then past it, and so the water will actually flow through. Gotcha. Where they didn't used to do that. Right, right. Yeah, and now that's what's happened is then what happens is on the older systems, the, the, the water will sit in there and it'll rust and won't mm -hmm. get cleaned out, and then gotcha. it eats up the pump. Gotcha. Or yep, it eats up sense. the bladder. Yep, makes tears sense. up the bladder. Yep. And, yep. and actually, that's what's happened to mine, so I'm replacing right. mine. Makes sense. And, yeah. and while we're on the topic, every water heater has a uh, sacrificial anode, uh, yes. which is a which is a salt which is a rod of soft metal right um, that will last depending on how acidic your water is yep um, you'll see it on the top there'll be a little nut now you have to be have to shut the water pressure off to your to your water heater and maybe drain it down but every five to seven years that anode is probably going to be completely eaten away yes and once it disappears you're going to be eating away at the metal of inside your water heater and your pipes in your house yeah so every five to seven years, uh, if you're not, you can have a plumber do it for you. Have come over and tell me you want to check the anode. Um, they're cheap. I think Great the idea. anode is about fourteen. Yeah, and, that, and again, this is the time of year. Just do that. This is this is the time of year to have that done. Yeah, pull that anode. Yep. It should be about a three foot uh, three foot rod that unscrews and pulls out the top of your water heater. If you pull, I've seen them where they've been pulled out and there's been nothing left of them. Right. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, and the purpose of that, Joe, is so that it so the acidic water eats this sacrificial metal instead of eating the metal the tank. 
the tank walls. Yep, yep. And if you're going to do it, have one. They were like 14 bucks. Don't if you if you're going to go the trouble to pull it out, have one ready to go. Replace it. Yeah. Anything. Good. Good point. Well yeah. said. Yeah, that's perfect. Good. Good advice, Joe. All Thanks, right. sir. Appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day. And if you want to join us on Drive Radio, feel free to do so. But folks, it's the time of the year where. You know, we kind of think about maintenance on the vehicles. We're going to talk about that on Drive Radio in just a few minutes. But, you know, we've got things around the house that need to be taken care of as well. Because the last thing you want is having any of these problems. Trust me, this is what you don't want. Any of these problems when it's like 10 degrees outside and every plumber in town or every HVAC guy in town is jam solid because everybody else has the same issue. Right. You don't want that. No. It's like going to the tire store on the day of a blizzard. Right. <laughs> yeah. You don't want that. No, you right? don't. Right? We want to be on the front side of this stuff and not have those issues so we don't have those problems. That's why we're talking to you today about That's why this. we do this. That's exactly right. Because snow is coming, and usually by, no, by the 30th. No, no, no. 31st. Dennis. Uh, yes. No, I'm from California. It doesn't snow here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, you know, that's another good thing. You know, like, uh, or another thing. No, I'm thing not from California. Talk. That's another good thing. You're not from California. But, um,. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, there is a thing that we should talk to Jay about when they're buying homes. Yeah. Because when people buy homes, they should really look at the direction that their driveway, their garage door is. Yeah, my dad always taught me growing up here my whole life, never buy a house that faces north. Right. Right. And then, and if you're selling a house that faces north, it's a good time to do it during the summer, yeah, not during the winter. Get rid of that bad boy now. Don't do it in the middle <laughs> right? of January. Yeah. Otherwise, they're trudging. Because otherwise, they're driving down the street and they're thinking... Why does your house have snow, but nobody across the street does? Right. Well, that's because they face south and you face north, and that's how it is. And, you know, that's another thing. We should get uh, Arc Electric on because you can get a panel. Yes, we You can, can get a, a generator when you lose power yes. out here because we do lose power. Yes. You can automatically kick yes. on and then feed the things you need to feed. And let's close out that way talking about Arc Electric, by the way. Anything you need when it comes to anything electric whether it's around the house, whether it's around your business, you name it, Arc Electric is there. It's A-R-K, Arc Electric. Bill's a great guy, and uh, he would love to just help you out. doesn't matter what it is. He's just a guy that's going to help you out with everything you need around the house. And don't do it yourself. Give Bill a call. He would love to help you. Find him again. It's arcelectric.com, A-R-K. Bill Anderson is the name. And we're going to get Bill on here in the next couple of weeks and give you some tips and tricks around the house when it comes yep. to electrical. But as we start to get... Shorter daylight hours, that's one of those things you need to make sure you're taken care of. So Arc Electric, folks, find him again at fixitradio.com. With that, we're going to come right back to Drive Radio. Dennis, thanks as always. Yeah, thank Jeff, you. thanks for joining us. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll come right back. Don't go anywhere. Fix It Radio, find us again at fixitradio.com. Otherwise, Drive Radio is next. This is KLZ 560.